Hello and welcome to a special segment here on the High School Huddle along with Phil Nichols. I'm Chris Evans as we dissect the all-district 5A2 teams that came out today, Phil. And uh, uh, once again this year, 5A2 proves it's the best district in Class 5A and one of the tops across the state of Oklahoma. And a, a big part of that, Carl Everett and McGinnis playing in the fourth state championship in the last five years against each other. Yeah, I mean, it, the results speak for themselves. I mean, you, you get two teams in the same district, and you throw in Guthrie, you throw in Piedmont. Um, you know, Piedmont's really came on the last few years. Of course, Guthrie, I believe, has the third most wins at 130-some over the last, what, how many years, Chris? 15 years? The last 15 years. years, yeah. 15 years. So you've got Carl Albert with the most wins, McGinnis with the second most, Guthrie with the third most, and all of them over 130 wins. So, you know, very strong programs that year in and year out compete. As I said, Piedmont really came on the last two years and and uh, just top to bottom, it's it's it is the best district in five A, and it's not even close. Yeah, and you look at five A too. You mentioned the the four teams. Of course, Carlbert won the district. McGinnis finished second. Guthrie finished third. Piedmont finished fourth. Uh, Woodward was in that fight there for a little bit for that four spot. That and uh, you know, Lot Eisenhower was a good team. I think COVID brought them down a little bit. They yeah. had a lot of players in and out uh, toward the end of the year, but uh, of course, Western Heights did not play all season long in 5A2, but uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the 5A2 district, uh, all teams here, and uh, boy, there is a lot of discussion here that you can have, Phil, when you look at the most valuable player as it goes to Ben Harris at Carl Albert High School. Uh, what a career he had, Phil, 52-2 and two as a four-year starter, uh, four state championships, and uh, remember, Way back his freshman year, he was not scheduled to be the starting quarterback. There was an injury that uh, went to a player. Bring in the freshman, and boy, uh, well, that was one of the best coaching decisions uh, Coach Corley uh, in his four seasons has ever made. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at Ben, you know, and we we talked earlier today when the when you called me when the when the team was first announced, the all district team, and of course for those folks that aren't in Oklahoma. I think it is important to understand that when you look at this, this is seniors only for the all-district team. I think that is a distinction that some states don't do it that way. Um, you know, Chris laughs at me every year because I'll throw out a kid that's a junior and he'll go, now, nah, Phil, remember, these are seniors. And so, so, but regardless of that, Ben Harris, I can make an argument for Luke Tarman. I think a lot of people could for being most valuable player, but I think they got it right at the end of the day. You know, Ben Harris, as you said, 52 and two, lost two games, started four years uh, in 5A football, won four state championships, threw for over 2,000 yards plus every year. Um, just a, you know, just a phenomenal football player. And you pointed out something I think is real important to distinguish when talking about Ben Harris. You know, he had about five, 600 yards rushing, rushing this year in the regular season. You had the playoffs. You probably got up there close to a thousand, actually, because or probably an eight hundred or so. But, but they never asked him to run, really, you know. And and so if he had been a kid that they would have asked to have run, he would have been well over a thousand yards if if he had needed to run more, I right. should say, um, but just didn't need to. Um, but you can't go wrong when Ben Harris is your most valuable player uh, for all district five A two 
um, in 2020. I mean, it's well-deserved. And then the offensive player of the year is Bishop McGinnis, Luke Tarman, the, the quarterback that uh, set school records this year, Phil. He's a three-year starter as well. And uh, without Luke Tarman, Bishop McGinnis would not be in the state championship this uh, game this season. Uh, he was everything for them offensively. There are some nice uh, – we'll talk about some other Bishop McGinnis players here in a little bit that surrounded him on that offense uh, when we get to Michael, uh, Michael Tafu, a sophomore this year, then Cole Limber we'll definitely talk about as a wide receiver. They had good pieces, yeah. all, but – it was all around Luke Tarman. I mean, Luke rushes for over 2,000 yards. He throws for over 2,000 yards. He accounts for over 50 touchdowns. You know, that those are the stats on why, if you just look at stats, why I think a lot of people would say, geez, you know, he, he needs some consideration for MVP. And believe me, he got consideration. I Absolutely. promise you. Yeah. I promise you there was a lot of back and forth between Ben Harris and Luke Tarman. But, you know, this is an appropriate award. I mean, he – he, you know, he's a he's a super athlete. He will play somewhere next year. You know, he's one of those kids I think that might be a little bit they don't know what to do with him. I think might be hurting him a little bit in the recruiting efforts. Of course, Ben Harris, we didn't really talk about that, but Ben's going to make his get his college paid for playing college baseball. He's an outstanding baseball player. Um, could definitely play college football. There's no doubt about that. There would be a place for him out there. Talking about Ben Harris, but Luke Tarman, an exceptional athlete. Probably a little fast, probably faster than than Ben. If you were going to compare the two, a little more uh, can do a little more with his feet naturally. But you know, as an offensive player of the year, it's a no brainer. How many kids have thrown for over two thousand, ran for over two thousand, accounted yeah. for over fifty touchdowns? Very few in the nation. Uh, I mean, very very few. If you searched in all football sizes all across the great country of the United States, there'd be very very few that can match those statistics. Absolutely, and uh, it's been a good, you know, the coaches in the district come together and, and form this all district five A two and come up with these awards. It would been, uh, I would, I wouldn't mind just being on the uh, at the end of the table just listening whether or, or whether it was a teleconference. I'm sure it was a teleconference this year with yeah. with COVID, but yeah. I would like to have been on that phone call. I hope I, I would like there to be a recording so I can hear the back and forth on Ben Harris and Luke Tarman. Of course, Ben Harris won the head to head matchups and you know all that good stuff. But um, and they won state and they won and won state, state. yeah and won <laughs> the know, district. And won the district. And so, you know, when you have that kind of success, and the other thing, too, that doesn't get talked about a lot, Ben Harris is a fabulous punter. I mean, and he, he flipped the field numerous times for Carl Albert this year. We saw it in the state championship game when we were calling that game just last Saturday um, uh, for the NFHS Network. It's, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, he had a punt that pinned him down inside the three. He had a couple other punts that were would pin them down deep in their own territory, and then for me, the the play of the of the game sounds weird. It was on a punt, but he had that option as being a four year starter and a star, star that he is. Coach Corley, I'm quite certain because it didn't look drawn up. Said if you ever look out there and you see it, go get it. Yeah, and he did that late in the game that really kind of sealed the coffin for for Bishop McGinnis and ensured Carl Albert that four straight state championship, but. Um, or actually fifth straight state championship, but they're, they're just, um, he's just a fabulous player. He could start on defense. They don't need him to, but he would, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, Harris. Yeah. but I, I think, you know, you got to remember there's those intangibles on what does your team need you to do? Um, and with Luke Tarman McGinnis needed him to do everything. I was, I, I was actually surprised. And then there were times when he was on the defensive side of the ball 
but over his four-year career as a starter, he's a four-year starter also. Now, he played other positions. He started at defensive back. He started at wide receiver. He's played tailback. He's played quarterback, obviously. The kid can kind of do it all. Um, and so just uh, the, both of them just fabulous players. But like I said, I think I think the coaches got it right. I think Ben Harris being the MVP is appropriate. Uh, and offensive player of the year, I think, obviously, is Luke Tarman. Defensive player of the year goes to Nathan Mooney of Carl Albert. The lineman of the year, they couldn't decide what to do there here, Phil. So the coaches named three uh, linemen of the year, two of them from Carl Albert. As you see, there's a lot of red on our on our chart here. But uh, Wisdom Combs, uh, lineman for Carl Albert. Noah Dots, uh, Dotson, uh, big guy big on, on the end there of that offensive line. And then uh, John, Lo- John Lopez. Uh, Bishop McGinnis, uh, lineman of the year. And uh, Bishop McGinnis, again, offensively, defensively at the lines. Really not those big bodies like big Noah Dobson and Wisdom Combs. Uh, But they're so athletic and so smart. Uh, So for John Lopez to be recognized as the uh, lineman, that's a a good honor for him. Yeah, and I think, you know, you you go up to the defensive player of the year, Nathan. You know, this is a kid that kind of gets lost in all the great players at Carl Albert. We were talking about it before we came on the air. We're going, you know, now that we think back on it, I mean, you know he's there, but he's one of those silent killers, I guess, because yeah. because he, he he's just he's just surrounded by so many great players. But obviously, if you're named the defensive player of the year in the best district in 5A football, you can play a little football. Yeah. And so congratulations to Nathan. That's a, a well-deserved honor. Lineman of the year, I don't know how big big Noah Dotson is. <laughs> But I know he's big. Yes, and, he is. Yeah, I mean, he is a mountain of a man. Um, and, and Wisdom Combs, you know, another great Carl Albert lineman. I mean, they're there every year. And then it's nice to see Lopez, more of a technique kid, more of a kid that's going to go out and just, you know, he's quick, he's agile, he can go move. Um, but I, I like that we have three big uglies get recognized for lineman of the year. That's that's nice. You know, that's nice. A lot of times the skill kids, they'll do things like, well, we're going to create an athlete of the year, you know, if we can't find a place for him. Right. So I think it's, I think it's completely appropriate to have three big boys up front get recognized for lineman of the year. And we'll continue on the Carl Albert bandwagon here. Special teams player of the year goes to Houston Russell and the Ironman player of the year, co-Ironman player of the year, uh, Kobe Cruz. Also, Carl Albert had a good state championship game as well. Uh, and the other one, uh, Guthrie represented on the All-District 5A team in Caden Ballard-Stevenson. And, uh, boy, Caden really came on in his senior campaign uh, uh, offensively defensively and special teams. So I thought this was a good uh, award to recognize him in his senior campaign. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, first talk about the cruise kids, you said had a very, very good game in the state championship game. One of those kids, that's just as the name implies, Ironman player of the year. Yeah. You know, just those kids you can count on those kids that probably hardly ever come off the field. They're out there on special teams. They, they play both sides of the ball at different times, just outstanding football players. Um, and a neat recognition. Caden Ballard, you know, KBS, as we like to call him, we've watched the kid since Little League. I mean, so we've literally seen him play football his entire life. What The, the thing that impresses me the most about Caden is his maturity level has went up each year, as you would hope it would, but you don't always see that with kids. Right. You know, Caden was a kid at one time. People got to remember he was a starting quarterback as a sophomore for the Blue Jays, you know, and unselfishly, the coaching staff went to him and said, you know, we think you can help us more playing wide receiver, playing, you know, starting at that corner, being that return specialist. 
you know, and there was two different games, two or three different games this year for the Blue Jays where Caden had over three touchdowns. One game, I believe he had five, um, you know, accounted for five touchdowns. Um, and, and it was that corner, that, that the best corner on the field for the Blue Jays every ball game and provided really great, became a really good leader, you know, as the, as the years went by. So really happy to see Caden KBS get some recognition as well. And also had some blocked field goals and extra points this year. I mean, he is the Iron Man. Uh, I mean, it's a good definition for Caden Ballard-Stevenson here in his senior campaign. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, Phil, let's move over real quick. I'm going to move my, uh, my chart here to the uh, first-team offense. And uh, the quarterback, of course, uh, it's a pretty good quarterback uh, district uh, with uh, Harrison Tarman at the top. But uh, uh, Josh Rains for Guthrie, and uh, you mentioned Caden was the quarterback for Guthrie. Uh, they moved Josh into that spot. Really did not grow up playing quarterback. Didn't you know? Uh, you know, I, I think he did play his freshman year, but they they had other plans for him. Otherwise, other places. But uh, Josh Rains comes in. And uh, gave everything he had. Of course, he's going on to play uh, college baseball with his 90-mile-per-hour yeah. fastball. Uh, but yeah. Josh Rains, uh, one of the tough Blue Jays to come through here. Yeah, and I think the thing we like about it, it's great to see Josh get recognition. Obviously, when you got Ben Harris and Luke Tarman play the same position, you know, I think the coaches did a good job here realizing this is the kid that deserves recognition, had a great career for over four-year time frame. Uh, you know, he could be an Iron Man as well. I mean, yes. He, he, you know, he's, he's, he, he, his natural position is linebacker and, and, but he started at tailback as a sophomore also for the Blue Jays. I mean, so he's played tailback, he's played linebacker, he's the punter for the Blue Jays, much like Ben Harmon. He played, um, uh, good, he, he played defensive end in the uh, playoff game against Collinsville. Yeah. Yeah. Stepped in at defensive end, which he's never, to my knowledge, had never no. played before. Um, he's just just that all-around program kid, and I, when I say that, I'm not saying he doesn't have talent. The kid's got a lot of talent, a lot of athletic talent, um, but he's willing to do whatever the coaching staff and his teammates need him to do and, and, and had a very good year. Josh was a kid that got it done primarily with his legs, um, yeah. could throw the ball. Josh was never able, being that linebacker mentality, was never able to figure out you don't need to throw the 90-mile-an-hour-plus fastball when they're five yards from you. Um, but, you know, but we could really spin the ball when needed to. And, and at the end of the, of the season this year, had some really good passing games, did some really good job uh, throwing the ball for the Blue Jays in that first round in the quarterfinals um, game as well. So congratulations to Josh. Well-deserved. Good to see him on the first-team offense. First-team running back, Javion Hunt of Carl Albert. He has signed to play football at the University of Arkansas. And you, you talk about Javion, there were so many weapons at Carl Albert. His numbers were down from a year ago. Just simply, he was sharing the ball more with uh, Control Bazell, who we'll be talking about one year from today uh, on this list. It's more than likely the uh, the overall player of the year, much like Ben Harris. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, really, his number wasn't called as much as needed. Uh, this season, but uh, still had a pr very productive uh, senior campaign in that two-headed monster. I mean, Control Bazell is better because of Javion Hunt, and Javion made Control better, and they made Ben better, and so those 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 two carrying the football um, helped each other out in a Javion Hunt first team running back. Well, you know, when you when you're on a team that goes fifty-two and two over a four-year <laughs> period. There's obviously a lot of really, really, really good football players that you're playing next to, and you talked about it. Obviously, he gets a he's going to an SEC school, Division One college, to play college football, so he can play a little football. You know, 
we were, you know, I'm going to be real honest. I, I don't, he's like a unicorn to me though, because you, we've heard about him for years and, and you, you see it, you know, when you see him on the field, it, he stands out. I mean, he, you know, he looks the part yeah. and he's, he's a fine player, but again, he wasn't getting 20, 25 touches. He wasn't being asked to do those things. And some of these running backs are kids that don't really get their motor going until they get 15, 20, 25 touches. And, yeah. and as big and as, as big as he is, you know, you got to believe if he had been asked to carry the ball 20, 25 times a game, he probably would have put up gaudy numbers. Um, but he's just, you know, going to Arkansas, that Arkansas commit committed yesterday to the University of Arkansas. So it'll be fun to see what he does uh, over the next four or five years uh, for the Razorbacks. Wide receivers on the first team offense, uh, Woodward's Max Cheap, Nash Kaufman of Guyman, and uh, Cole Limber of Bishop McGinnis are your three wide receivers. Max Cheap uh, I, I saw several games where he had multiple touchdowns in the game. Of course, Cole Limber, uh, the game winning, he held in two great catches in the come from behind victory in the final game inside Purple Stadium. Uh, to take down uh, McAllister in the late seconds. Uh, Cole Limber uh, came on really strong. It was a big part, uh, you know, Tarman run, Tarman run, Taff, you know, handed off to him. But when you want to stretch it out, Cole Limber was the uh, was uh, Luke Tarman's uh, number one target. Well, you know, obviously we got to see, uh, we didn't get to see the, the, well, we got to see all these kids this year. And even the, and these are all good picks at wideout. I've, I've been trying to, you know, scratch my head, of course, you know, those of us who followed um, Guthrie like we did, we call their games every Friday night. You know, I think there could, you know, you could see um, KBS on that as a wide receiver, but that, you know, but he's represented there with the Ironman, obviously. So they've got him on the, uh, with the uh, overall season awards, which is, a, a, you know, not want to say a step up, but it's, you know, it's great recognition. But, but Max Cheap, if you remember, his brother was the quarterback yep. for Woodward. So it was cheap to cheap. And and Tarman and, to and Tarman, Tarman to Tarman. Um, so it's I don't know if Nash has a brother out there, but 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 we we sure know that that that, that Max uh, Cheap and and Cole Limber do. But you know Cole Cole Max Nash all because Nash on a on a Guyman team that didn't you know that that didn't put up a lot of wins obviously this year he stood out. He was a kid though that you could say, oh yeah, no, he he'd play for us. You know, he'd be a starter. He'd be right. good. He'd be, you know, I mean, he's a kid that if he Nash Kaufman played at McGinnis or played at Carl Albert, he'd be starting for those two teams too. Yeah. At Whiteout. I mean, so obviously well deserved and great great representation for five A two um at the wide receiver position. If Ben Harris had a, a brother thrown into a wide receiver, I think they would be be able to beat OU if there was a Harris to Harris. Uh, luckily, yeah, luckily really for everybody else, there's no there's not another Harris. <laughs> yeah, you really don't want to think about that. that could, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. So yeah. Tight end for the first team offense, Caleb Sangari of Carl Albert. Really, um, not really. The few games that I saw, we saw Bixby in person, and then uh, in the state championship. I, I don't remember any much pass routes that he went out on. Uh, but he would definitely block you uh, to for Hunt and Bazell and allow time for uh, Harris to throw the football. But uh, a very good, tough, tough kid. He, he sticks out to big 85 uh, offensively yep. and defensively this year for Carl Albert. Well, we remember in the state championship game, he was hindered a little bit with a leg injury late in the game, but uh, found his way back in the field, came off, had to be not, I mean, I, I was, you know, he had to be assisted off the field and he was out for a short bit and, was right back out there. Obviously, a very tough kid, a good team guy. You're right. I think this is recognition for his blocking and what he did 
down up front. Um, you know, we've talked about this, 5A2, 5A teams in general typically don't throw the ball a great deal to their tight ends. If they are going to throw, it's going to be more outside and down, you know, vertical down the field. But but it's, you know, obviously recognition for what Caleb did up front blocking and just being that overall great football player that he is. Offensive linemen first team include Donnie Berry of Piedmont, Kenyon Lamb of Woodward, uh, Devon Moore of Guthrie, Corey O'Hagan, Carl Albert, Hunter Spears of Bishop McGinnis, Kevin Sovo, Lawton Eisenhower, and Ethan Zerger of Piedmont. Again, you have five linemen. They had uh, a couple of linemen uh, on the first team but uh, here, but uh, more than five, but uh, that's okay. They uh, recognize there uh, as the offensive lineman of the year. Good to see uh, Devon Moore of Guthrie. He had a great senior campaign, came on, and uh, was an anchor on that offensive line for the Blue Jays. Yeah, and I think, you know, of course, Devon's a Guthrie kid. We see him all the time, so well-deserved to be on this list. Um, you know, the other kids stand out. You know, of course, this makes three senior uh, offensive linemen, you know, for uh, for Carl Albert. Um, so it's, you know, which should give everybody a little bit of hope. The good thing with all this red up here <laughs> is there's a lot of seniors go, moving away from, from Carl Albert. But don't get too excited. They seem to always reload. But, yeah. but at least in this, what I called the death march of the last four years, where if you're in 5A, you kind of found yourself sitting there going, yeah, there's, you know, pretty good, but yeah, you know, we got to somehow figure out a way to beat Carl Albert. Yeah, know? Carl so, Albert was definitely well, uh, in the spot to win it this year. A very senior heavy yeah. team, and uh, I'm yeah. sure Control Bazell will have Carl Albert in a pretty good spot next year as well. The first yeah. team, all district 5A2, defensive lineman Andrew Chambers of McGinnis, Keon Dickerson of Carl Albert, Mason Steele of Carl Albert, Zach Thompson of Guthrie, Riley Waitscox of Piedmont, and Nathan Wiggins of Guthrie and uh, Nathan Wiggins of Guthrie, a preferred walk-on uh, offered by Oklahoma State University. I believe he's going to go uh, play college football at, at another school, but uh, uh, good to see him. And, and I got to tell you that the Guthrie defensive front was pretty darn good this year, and Nathan Wiggins and Zach Tom- Thompson was a big part of that. Well, Zach and Nathan both are, have really good motors, both physical kids. Um, you know, play, you know what you want in a defensive lineman had a little nasty in him. Nathan has a lot of nasty in him. Um, you know, and and Zach first year real first year playing defensive line. So what a great yeah. accomplishment for Zach is first year playing in that position to be recognized as a first team uh, all five A two district uh, selection. But you know, both those young men are going to be sorely missed by the Blue Jays next year. Um, but I tell you, there's some other kids on here. This Mason Steele kid for Carl Albert, very good player. Um, obviously Keanu's great on, 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 you know, he's just a, he's a man child, but, um, and Andrew Chambers, another one of those kids, again, not going to overpower you necessarily, but just really smart, quick off the ball, just solid, solid football players, young man from Piedmont. We didn't play Piedmont this year. We never got to see Piedmont this year, which is unusual. Usually we'll see them at some point, either in the playoffs or somewhere, either calling a game or when they play Guthrie. Obviously, due to COVID reasons this year, weren't able to play Piedmont. But, um, you know, just really solid uh, lineup of defensive linemen and, you know, well-deserved for these kids. Yeah, good group of linebackers here. Gustafson of Carl, Ezra Gustafson of Carl Albert, Caden Hendren, who uh, we remember very well. We didn't see him this year yeah. in person, but uh, we uh, – remember him from the year before. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and uh, able to watch him against that Carl Albert game. Uh, his teammate Joey Mars there, and uh, Drew Shomas and McGinnis, another – uh, very good defensive player for Bishop McGinnis this year. So that's a pretty pretty solid group of linebackers for the uh, all 5A2 first team. 
Yeah, and I think linebacker is a position that in five A two you always kind of look at because uh, you know they're 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 kind of known for, for producing really good linebackers. I mean, five A two. Um, I think over the years, if you go back and look at, at some of the different selections to this team at the linebacker position, it's kind of a who's who out there in Oklahoma football for five A for darn sure. But you know, just a great group of kids again. A lot of red, a lot of yellow on here yeah. too. Yeah, these last few slots and. And and deservedly so. Defensive back, Decatur Warrior of Piedmont, Adam Wheeler of Bishop McGinnis. The kicker goes to Preston Fanshear of Piedmont and Bo Phelps, also the punter for the uh, first team. Second team, quarterback Levi Davis of Piedmont. Running back goes to Brock Detar. I hope I got that right, of Piedmont. Wide receivers, Jalen Allison of Guthrie, Gavin Hines of Carl Albert. Tight end, Cam West for Piedmont. And the offensive lineman, uh, second team offense, uh, Mason Campbell, Guthrie, Jarrett Dean of Guthrie, Zy Moore of Carl Albert, Sage Schmidt of Lawton Eisenhower, Dax Swainer of Carl Albert, and Dawson Whitewater of the Woodward Boomers are your second team offense. And your second team defense, defensive lineman Kip Nichols. Uh, Got to be uh, worth some points there with the last name Nichols there. Well, I mean, it's, you know, goes without saying. I mean, good, strong Christian young boy. Cole Polinski of Piedmont, the other <laughs> defensive line. Linebackers, James Clark, Lawton Eisenhower, and Dondi King of Carl Alberts. Defensive backs on second team, Aaron Ferry of Woodward, uh, Mason Gonzalez of Piedmont, Derek Simmons of Lawton Eisenhower. Your second team kicker, Devin Dollins of Lawton Eisenhower, and the punter, Javier Senicio, Senicio of Guyman. Better, better, better you than me trying to get those all in. And I actually, I actually did try a little bit, but uh, anyway, those are your district five A two all teams there. Again, Ben Harris is your Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year going to Luke Tarman, and the Defensive Player of the Year Nathan Mooney. And again, one of the toughest districts in all the state of Oklahoma. There's some other good ones out there, but uh, by oh, yeah. far, I mean District five A two. I'm starting to lose the amount of seasons. How best. Uh, this district 5A1 had an argument there for a little bit, but then you get in the playoffs and 5A2 won three out of the four a few years ago. Well, okay, right. 5A2 right. still uh, king of the world in, in 5A football. But uh, <laughs> another good year, and we looked at the linebackers and all right, where's Control Bazell? Where's Con-? Remember, as Phil alluded to, uh, these for senior players only. Uh, so um, you know, you mixing the juniors and sophomores, but uh, uh, but they'll have their chance in the coming years. So uh, another great list, Phil and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, there's just a, hand, a handful more uh, football games left this year before we get ready for 2021. Yeah, yeah, and I think what, what's cool is we get ready to wrap up this weekend. You know, we're lucky we get to, you know, and I really mean this, very honored, but we're very lucky we get to participate and do production and do play-by-play and color and and for a lot of these games, do production for all of them, and then we get to call several of the games as well. And and, you know, what I love about it is we get to see great football players that we only get to hear about, and then we get to actually watch them. Right. And, it, and it's amazing the, the, the talent level uh, across the state of Oklahoma. I mean, we're, you know, we're getting ready to see some great football players this weekend in the 2A and the A game. Um, we were breaking down some of the A kids uh, before we came on tonight. And, you know, I think people think, oh, A football, they must be a bunch of little kids that aren't really, you know, bless their hearts. Yeah. No, there's some monsters out there. I mean, I'm going to tell you, there's some kids out there that that look that look the part and can flat play. So should be another great weekend to put a bow on this 2020 season. And, and then hopefully next year we'll be able to have a normal season. Yes. And get a full season in and, 
And and that's something that too, I think I want to congratulate all the kids and the coaches for just persevering through this season because it's it, it's been crazy. You think about so many teams took games on one day's notice. Some some teams took games in eight hours notice um, because of COVID, just trying to get games in for their kids and, and to keep trying to get better. And that's a tall task, you know, for everybody, whether it's the ADs at those schools that are hosting, they got to get ready. You know, you got to get travel. You got, I mean, so yeah, everybody's worked doubly hard this year. And, and, you know, I think we all as fans should just be really thankful uh, and appreciate what these young men and the coaching staffs have done for for the state of Oklahoma and football. Did a yeah, great a lot, job. A lot of frustration. I know Piedmont was five minutes within Jell, uh, of, of Jelsman Stadium to get ready to play football. Yeah. Had to turn around uh, as some other uh, other programs had across the state of Oklahoma as well. So congratulations to all those on the five A two all district teams. And uh, Phil, appreciate it. We'll do it again next time. Sounds good. For Phil Nichols, I'm Chris Evans. This has been the all district five A two teams.